I'd like to read tonight some very sim- similar words from the Lord. One of his parables. We're looking in Luke chapter 8, verses 4 through 8. And when much people were gathered together, they were come to him out of every city, and he spake by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trodden under, and the fowls of the air devoured it. And some fell upon a rock, and as soon as it was sprung up, it withered away, because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. And other fell on good ground, and sprang up and bare fruit an hundredfold. And when he had said these things, he cried, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. In this, uh, this is a very simple, plain, matter-of-fact explanation of the gospel in its workings. And my mind went to a scripture, which is not something we're going to dwell on, but it's, there is a contrast to that. When the Lord was speaking to religious people, hypocritical religious people, very self-righteous, and he said in Matthew fifteen thirteen, But he answered and said unto them, Every plant which my heavenly Father hath not planted shall be rooted up. That's just the contrast. Shows how real the workings of the gospel are. And back to our chapter in Luke 8, we'll swing on over and read a great positive verse in 15. But that on the good ground are they, which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, kept it, and bring forth fruit with patience. How thankful we are for the seed of God that he sent down to earth. And how thankful we are for ground here on earth that would receive it. What a story. What, a diff- what, what an explosive story. Now the seed, of course, the word of God. He alone is the truth of God. And he provides for it to be sown. By him or others. And then the ground we liken in very, very uh, obviously... Uh, to our heart. And that's, that's, that's a good scenario. But uh, the fact is, a heart within itself can't produce anything good. Just because we have the ground of a heart, as the Lord's verbiage, uh, we need help. Thank God he helps. It's not just a complicated like, oh no, where am I at here? God helps us if we're interested at all. That's the beginning. If we're truly interested, what a big plus. You know, the the ground itself is an amazing soil. The, The soil, God made it. He produced all of the elements in it. And so it can produce. And, uh, in fact, I, uh, 
I, my mind went back to grade school. I think it was grade school uh, when uh, the teacher in a class said, let's make some soil. And I thought, how do you make soil? Well, and, and I thought, I'll just go out and get a pile of dirt. She didn't do that. We, we brought, she brought this and that and crumbled up this and this and added all these little things. And, and says, you know, that'll, that'll actually grow something now. We didn't make any of it. It's all what God produced. So, see, he's got, the, he's got this thing. But we have to be interested. Lord, I want that kind of soil. And uh, soil can seem complicated in what produces it makes it grow. But in short, very short version is soil is made up of minerals, organic matter, which can be many things, uh, a lot of dead and alive uh, to do with uh, insects and de- decompose and all that, and air and water. And it's amazing, you add what, what happens when you add water to it. But we're talking spiritually, uh, just water. Spiritually, thank God He provides the water. That water of the Spirit. Just like when He, he, he spoke to the woman at the well, and she came drawing water, thirsting and thirsting, which is what we do. And in his mercy and goodness, so you know, if you would ask of me, I asked you a drink, she asked, he asked her to draw water to give him a drink, and she was surprised, why are you speaking to me, a Samaritan, I'm not Jew, and said, if you only knew who was asking you, you would ask of me, and I would give you living water. What a difference. What a wonderful gospel, and the way that it works. I would be amazed at uh, many times growing up, we'd head off over the mountain over the, to the dry sagebrush area, doing various things, and a lot of times we went over there rabbit hunting when there was nothing else going on. But then uh, some of the places we drove through, normally sagebrush and dry, and I saw it was all tilled up and changed. It was irrigated, and there were crops growing. And I remember thinking, I'm just a young guy, I don't think about, stop and think about all that kind of stuff. But it shocked me. I thought, what is that doing here? It doesn't belong here. That looks like the Willamette Valley. Uh, How can that be? But it's amazing, even that kind of soil, when it just has some water, has a little attention, yes, need to be attention to to uh, get out any uh, obstacles that are there and invasive items. But I've, it, I've never forgotten. I, just, I can still get shocked at what a difference can make when you give it some, some water, give it a little attention, and what it can produce. Well, God in His spiritually is looking for the, the same thing. And... Uh, God is looking for a heart that says, Lord, I don't know where I could ever stand. It's kind of scary to think. What kind of ground? What that kind of scary? Just to say, Lord, I want that. I want that. I would like you to find some good ground here. Right here. Somehow make that happen for me. A heart, when a heart decides that, what a potential 
The Lord just said it in a few simple words that there is in the gospel for you. For everyone, those tuned in, those maybe here that are not saved, the gospel has phenomenal potential for you. But they say, Lord, I would like that. I'd like to, I'd like to be on what that verse 15 says. And then on the good ground are they that are in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, kept it, and bring forth fruit and patience. You know, the, the sower, it went everywhere. We don't understand this. We can think, well, what about the dark corners of our mind of the, of the world? God has that taken care of in his own way. Because in this parable, he said, he sowed the seed everywhere. And we could look on and say, don't sow it there. That looks hopeless. He sows it. God is faithful. He's not willing any perish. The Word of God is sown. In fact, it, it amazes me is, is it, there's such darkness in the world and heathenism, but yet at the same time, I don't know how many corners of the world or people didn't understand what the cross actually meant. It's pretty amazing. Just a sign of a cross. I think, what does that mean? They might give you a pretty good example of what that means. And so, uh, I'm going to read the last half of verse 8. He that hath, and he cried, he that hath ears to hear, let him hear. And then we move on to verse 15, which we read. Where do we begin? You know, God uses the little that we can provide, and we can provide. Jeremiah said in 4.3, For thus saith the Lord to the men of Judah and Jerusalem, Break up your fallow ground and sow not among thorns. Well, if you break up ground, that opens it up. You start to just say, Lord, look at my heart. I'm interested. That opens your heart. That's breaking up the fallow ground. And James 1.21 says, Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness and receive with meekness. That doesn't sound too hard, does it? Receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. Well, I can do that. My ground itself can't produce anything, but anyone can do that. It starts, and it's amazing. We do have something to add to that soil of the Lord's. And it is all about the heart. And then James, or uh, then, uh, then we provide, and 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly, this brings us just step by step. The gospel is just lays right out before us, if we're interested. 2 Corinthians 7.10, For godly sorrow worketh repentance to salvation. Not to be repented of, but the sorrow of this world worketh death. But godly sorrow worketh salvation of the Lord. We had nothing to do with producing it. God did. His Son did. And Second Peter, if we read in the first chapter, we won't go there, first chapter of Second uh, Peter, it tells us all the things, the virtues. 
as we're walking with the Lord and growing, add this. When you're praying and you hear people talking about prayer and concentrating what I'm, what I'm praying and, and Lord, hear my prayer and help me to concentrate what I'm praying. The Lord says, add this. I'll help you. Add that. Talk about nutrients for soil. There we go. It's something we can say, Lord, I can do this. Help me there. The Lord said, add that. And you're on your way. You're growing in the Lord. You're planted. God planted you. What an incredible thing. And 1 Peter says, As newborn babes desires the sincere milk of the word, that she may what? Grow thereby. Uh, You know, there's many locations as we look throughout this world. And I know I have and thought... Lord, how do they be reached? I'm sure glad your word says you reach them. He helps us. He gives us burdens. He has jobs for us to do. And, and the Lord helps us because it is about reaching souls. What was the, 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 the great commission the Lord gave to his disciples? Go ye into all the world. Preach the gospel so they can have an opportunity to, to also say, I'm interested in that. I could use that. Could it happen for me? And you think, but they're so lacking. God has that. We can, and we want to ask the Lord to help use us as we can. Meanwhile, what do we concentrate our, on? Where we are. The area we're in. That's where we are. We don't know about where anyone else is. You know, there's a lot of advantages in people's lives and a lot of disadvantages. There's a lot of circumstances throughout this world. And the things where some will break your heart. There's things, even some might come our way. Things we can't control. We cannot control all of that. But in the the simple parable we read, we did not read about us controlling what we cannot control. We cannot control where someone else was born, where they have. If there's a way we can help them, God will help us. Amen. It comes our way. But meanwhile, it's where we are. And God comes and sows the seed where you and I are. So he, he, he helps and he leaves. When a, when a plant starts to grow and is growing well, it's not that often it's moved. Sometimes it is. There's need. Sometimes it is. And God will... Uh, sometimes will lead people and from where they are in a different situation and different that. He, he does because he, it has to do with their growth. But really, uh, to move something uh, is difficult. You move a growing, it takes great care. Have you done that before? You've done that. I just did it recently before the, uh, the, the end of summer. Uh, for something that didn't turn out that great. And uh, because when you're going to move a plant, you think that's a the plant's going good, it's going great, I get it from here to there, it's going to take some real care. You're going to have to make sure and get all the, the existing soil that you can around it to stay with that plant. And you want it to stay tight to all the roots. And you don't want to get so close, you tear up too many of the roots where it cannot recover. 
And so, and then you're hoping where you're planting it is as good as soil, is how the plant has done so far and sprung up in the first place right where it was. So it can be done, but it's, it's uh, of course. But on the most part, a plant grows, it grows where it's planted. That's a simple enough formula. That's, pretty, that's a pretty good a basic spiritual formula. Grow where you're planted. God sent the seed your way. God helped you sprout. God has been nourishing. So that's a good concept. Just keep in mind, grow where you're planted. You know, there's a big difference between replanting and uprooting. That's what I did the other day, or not my intention. But uh, I had a plant at the end of the summer. I thought, I'd really like that to be over here. It's growing nice and big, but it's kind of big for that area. But that's the kind, it's because it's a hardy plant. It's a tough plant. I had a hard time having things grow where I wanted to go. So I thought, I want to put that plant, if I could get that plant there. It's probably the toughest one. If any of that will work, and it's growing great, and I would really love that plant there. At the same time, I kind of like where it is, a little bit. So I thought, this is big enough, I think I can split it on down, and maybe get two plants. That might work sometime. But that gets tedious, and uh, I don't claim to be a gardener, no, but uh, so necessarily. So so I I thought, you know, I think that'll work, but in trying to split the plant, it didn't work the way I had in mind. I thought a lot of the root I can get for that bigger part that's the main one I want to move, and they ended up, it hardly got any root at all on that one. By the time I was done, got it out of the ground, there was not even any dirt left on it. And all it was with this good-sized brush with just a teeny little bare uh, roots at the bottom. So I thought... If anything can survive it, this can, so I'll just go ahead and give it a try. I tried hard. And I thought, I'm going to put it in there and see what it'll do, and water and water and put any other kind of soil I could, I could think of to put there. And I'd watch it, and I'd tell Susan, I'd say, is it still keeping its color, or is it dying? And as it would die, and I think, I'm afraid it's dying. And, says, and Susan said, Wait till spring and then see if there's any, if it's got any life at all. I can tell you already, it's dead. <laughs> and, and, and so I'm just waiting to think, okay, what do I want to put in this place in the spring? But I knew the lesson at the same time. It made me appreciate that much more where it already was. It made me appreciate that poor plant that I that I disturbed that's still in the ground, and I just kind of rooting for that all that much more. I'm just gonna, probably going to end up watering it that much more now just because I want to do all I can. But uh, the fact is, don't mess with success. We have an enemy. Don't mess with success. Has God planted you? Have you received good things of the Lord? Have you been learning along the way and even some of the scriptures that, that we read are the way God nurtures us through, through his word. Of this is how to grow and add this. And I'm, I'm watching. If he planted us, you know, if you, if you planted 
something from a seed. You watch it. And you make sure and see if it grows. God does with you too. God watches you grow. God's interested in how you're growing. And God wants to give us great care. He took great care to provide salvation. And, and he's interested in the, the growth of, his, of his, one that is saved. And we thank God. If we have knowledge, we have so much to be thankful for. If we have knowledge of salvation and what it even is and what it really does, the salvation isn't just a word. It saves from sin. It gives joy. It gives victory. It makes old things pass away and all things become new. That's real salvation. Not everyone quite has that, even that put together. If we have that knowledge, if we've had examples before us that have been living the life, have lived the life, gone on to glory. What a blessing. We're in a good spot. We're in a good area. If... uh, if we've heard and been encouraged to ask God for holiness, we want to please God and it's good to live a life that pleases the Lord. He said, be ye holy for I am holy. If we've heard that God wants to baptize with the Holy Spirit, and we should ask for it, and to give us power for service. He'll help us and lead us in these very scriptures, some of them we already read. Even when he says, add this and add that, we need that if we've heard that. How blessed we are. We're in a good area. We're in a good spot. And you probably heard the Lord heals. Maybe you've been healed. You probably heard the Lord will lead and direct in lives. He's probably led and directed your life. He's not done. You probably heard God provides. He's probably provided for you. Various things, and you prayed hard. God has provided. God is faithful because He planted us. If we're planted, if we're saved, and He wants us to grow. And He wants to continue to the end result, not just to get along somehow, but to, to bring as much as a hundredfold. That is God's desire, and God is watching. God cares. God's, God's planted us. And so we just can trust God and grow. God planted you. You can just trust God and grow. That's the plan. That's the gospel. Yes, a a harvest is coming. In fact, a harvest comes for every life. Every plant. We're one. That, That time comes. And we want to be all ready to where... We've been able to flourish before the Lord. Keep watching for the Lord. And and the Lord's been encouraging us on and thrilled with us. He's thrilled with us in in encouragement and any progress we make spiritually. Yes, there's a harvest time coming and we know, we see it, we feel it. People talk about it for the whole world. But we thank God for this simple plan of the gospel. And we can all say, Lord, I'm interested. Just... Let me be that good ground. God is so faithful. We can thank God for his faithfulness. We can continue to pray for those that yet need to sprout. God is talking to them. God is faithful. 
He hears our prayers. Thank God he'll hear us again tonight as we uh, draw this part of the service to a close. We'll stand and sing and you're invited to come and pray.